Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the quantum realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome to this quantum conversation. We are talking with Amira Beth, and we are always into this topic about mermaids and actually the sacred feminine. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's welcome Amira Beth to Quantum Conversations. Amira, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm excited because this is a topic that um, is so innate to so many of us. We are so true to this. So many of us feel this mermaid presence within ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have love of the water or maybe even love not of the water. It's really important to tune into that and see where that is. So welcome to the show. I look forward to hearing your story. Thank you very much. I look forward to sharing. Well, let's talk about you. You remember your time in Atlantis uh, as a mermaid. So share with us this recollection, how it came to you. So I'm a past life regression therapist. I've been doing past life regression therapy for for about 10 years. And, And the reason I went into learning to take people into other lifetimes through past life regression is because of my own experience and my first experience in, in a regression and, and a past life is really a simultaneous life um, opened me up so much to be beyond who and what I thought I was and what I was here to do. It impacted and changed the course of my life so, so dramatically that I knew that I needed to give the experience of visiting other lifetimes to other people because, I mean, let's face it, we're all from somewhere else, right? We all feel like we have a home somewhere maybe other than this planet, um, different solar systems, the mer realm, the fairy realm, the angelic realm, wherever it is. I think most all of us really feel like Earth is not our original home or that there's someplace else our soul belongs and longs for. Um, other than or in addition to to this beautiful planet that we live on. So, you know, my remembrance uh, came in very suddenly, kind of early in the early years of my awakening. Um, I was meditating and I had my eyes closed and my arms began to move independently of themselves, like moving on their own around my body like this without my doing anything for them. Um, and they would make these beautiful, graceful, swimmy motions. And I would kind of look with a little bit of awe, like what's happening? It felt like something was coming up and rising through me and expressing through me. And I didn't know if I had, you know, angels playing with my arms. I didn't know what was happening. All I knew is the more I yielded to it, the more it, I just, it, I would just fall into these movements and it, it, they would go throughout my whole body and my whole body would make these swimmy, graceful like motions. And after kind of playing around with it for a little while and going, you know, near my children or the person I was married to, 
my arms would start to work on chakras and start to work on energy fields. And this healing would come through and happen that was independent of me, but also a part of me. And, and I had no idea what that meant or what was going on. I was really new to kind of my whole awakening process and all this metaphysical stuff. And I, I didn't really even know mermaids were a real thing back then. So I, I decided to go to a past life regression therapist. And I went to a wonderful woman in Portland, Oregon, where I lived, who would later become my mentor and my teacher. And, and I had a regression done. And I went straight, literally dove off the couch, making somatic movements, dove into the ocean and started exclaiming, I'm a mermaid. And nobody was more shocked than me. And I expected my facilitator to be like, what do you mean you're a mermaid? But instead, she's, she just said, tell me more about that. Let's explore that. And I did. And I went into this full long experience of being immersed in the water, swimming down to this beautiful city under the sea and discovering in that moment or in that session um, that my soul, the origins of my soul were connected directly to Merlantis is what I came to call it later, to the great kingdom of Atlantis and to the Merbeings. And so that kind of set the course of everything that I would start to learn, produce, teach, and become from that moment forward. Oh, my gosh. I love how you totally embraced it and you didn't question it. Or maybe you did. I mean, this is the next step. When we get this information, you embodied it, really. You know, I my soul kind of had no choice. There was a part of me, of course, that wanted to go... No one is going to believe this. Of course that happened. But the bigger part of me that had such an intense experience that could not be denied and was actually validated by the person who held the regression with me. Yes. It didn't rock her at all. She supported, well, you know, we're going to find out more about that. I, I had absolutely no choice but to go head first into um, embodying, actualizing, and even coming out public, publicly and speaking about it. How did that affect you or what was that like for you coming out publicly? Because I know so many of us speaking the truth, that could be a big challenge. You know, there was people there were people in my sphere, of course, who were who are not in an awakening state, um, including the person I was married to, including my closest family members and some friends who I knew would not quite get it and not understand. But you know that term, having no fucks to give? <laughs> uh, I knew that if I did not do this, and it made me so happy, like I felt so much joy and purpose. And when you really uncover and reveal your truth, it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or um, opinions. And I really went headfirst into it. And I was just like, this is what's up. I don't know what it all means. Y'all can think what you want, but, you know, I'm, 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 and my name wasn't Amira back then. Um, I, I changed my name. Spirit had me change my name a, a couple years into my process legally to Amira Beth, which is my mer name. Um, and once I stepped in and really claimed the name of my mer self, who is this aspect of me in the other, you know, in another realm, 
once I claimed that um, symbolically, spiritually, and legally, it really changed everything for me. Like people got like, this is for real. And, you know, Amira is not going anywhere. Um, this is happening. And I opened up a YouTube channel, Spirit Directed, and began to talk openly about the experiences and my remembrances both through past life regressions. I did a lot of regressions into Atlantis and into the Mer world. And then just my own channeled remembrances due to my direct connection with this aspect of myself that was integrated with me known, known as Amira. And I've spoken very openly and publicly about it for years. And it's been embraced really, really well. Like all the Mer people out there, you know, you mentioned that most all of us resonate with water. And I think many women out there resonate with the archetype of the mer being and feel a resonance with the mermaid iconography. And when I started to speak about it and claim it, I still have women all the time contact me and say, thank you, because I know this is true about me. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to think about it, but thank you for being brave. And for opening that door and for validating what my soul really knows is truth. Yes, it's beautiful. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the mermaids and maybe uh, part of the remembrance that you had. We're going to go a little bit deeper in the mermaid discussion. Okay. But I love talking about even still this presence of the mermaid embracing that you are right here. And the first time you got in the water and saw dolphins, what was that like for you? You mean in real life or in? In, in real life, yeah. Uh, you know, well, it, it was a homecoming. I mean, yes. it, was, it was absolutely a homecoming. And my first experience going to the, with the dolphins about six years ago on the big island, um, I mean, it was, people talk about life-altering experiences. And I learned to scuba on that trip also. And so when you have, and, and that really set the tone, that visit to the Big Island for my transition to come to Kauai and hold retreats here and, and build and create my life. Like that, that trip was the catalyst for everything else of opening up to make the Hawaiian Islands my home. Isn't that amazing? It is so amazing. And um, it, the, the coming home, the remembrance, just like seeing the dolphins in the water when you're like in the water with them and that remembrance right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's magical. Yeah. And I'm sure you, yeah, have you swam also? Yes. I cried in my snorkel. I, I did. I mean, it took my breath away. Like, I I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and the dolphins are here for us. They are on the planet for no other reason than the, the ascension and the evolution of humanity. Thank you, dolphins. Thank, thank you. you, dolphins. Thank you, whales. And thank you, whales. It's just so beautiful. It really is a symphony in the ocean with the sounds when you can get your head in mm -hmm. the water and hear the dolphin squeaks and even the whale song. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And so I just want to say right here, I'm feeling prompted to talk about how when dolphins are harmed and injured and maimed and killed across our planet, that that is um, a heart opening for the planet. So for us not to be in too much despair, I mean, take action where we can, mm -hmm. but let's just know that hearts are opening because of situations like that. So hearts are opening because the dolphins have here, have come here really as a sacrifice, not only as support, but sacrificing 
their essence to open our hearts. And the mermaids, I get chills. I'm getting chills just talking about this. The mermaids open our hearts as well. What I love as we could go deeper into this conversation about mermaids is that, I mean, you can go into someone's house and they may be uh, unaware of the metaphysical side of the mermaid, but here's just an, uh, um, we could call it a a mainstream person or someone Mm -hmm. who hasn't really woken up yet. Um, They could have mermaids all over their house as a special theme. Yeah. Right there is a good energy too. Yeah. Well, you know, and if you think about how over the years, mermaid iconography is huge out in the world. Um, you see every little girl wants to be a mermaid. You know, you've got mermaid emblems on Starbucks and on other oh. brands. And, you know, the, the iconography and the archetype is meant to come out, has been meant to come out of the subconscious where people just think it's this, you know, mythical, we're mythical beings. And it really has returned to the collective consciousness over the last, you know, five or eight years. And there's a really important reason for that. The mermaids, uh, the archetype had to come out of the unconscious and thought of as a myth and return to our conscious mind in order to help bird the grids for the sacred feminine, in order to help anchor the, the, the water grids. There had to be enough humans entertaining the notion that I am a mermaid or I would love to be a mermaid or mermaids are a real thing or I love mermaids in order for that to happen. That's so beautiful. Okay, so here we go. It's it's here to anchor in and bring forth and ring in, herald in the divine feminine again. And let's talk a little bit about well, I just want to mention, yes, there's mermaids everywhere, whether we have little trinkets <laughs> here and there, what? door hooks or chow hooks or little dolls that you see. They're so beautiful. Okay. I have one downstairs in my house that I could bring up here too, but let's talk about the mermaids Okay. and the dolphins and the evolution. What, what can you share about the evolution um, from the mermaid and the merman? actually walking on the earth it is a multi-dimensional story is it a yes shape-shifting story what's going yes. on so many of us um have returned many of us mer beings many many of us have returned and chosen to incarnate in human form for only one reason and that is because we love humans only because we want to help So in Atlantis, there was the shape-shifting that would happen for many of us, where we would come up out of the water through a special portal, and our bodies would change shape, and we would be able to grow legs and come up onto land for a period of time. Um, I remember being kind of a sun up to sunset type of a situation, or about 12 hours, and come into the temples and come onto the land, and we were the teachers and the healers for the Atlanteans. Um, and then we would return to the sea. And so the, 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 the women that I have spoken with and some men too, who remember being the mer beings know that they, they, they were given the ability or took on the ability to shape shift to come onto land. Not all mer beings shape shifted, but, um, in Lemuria, there weren't many shape shifters at any. Most of us stayed in the water by the time Atlantis was birthed. It was really important that the mer beings be a part of that society and that community to, to help. 
So Atlantis and Merlantis are like sister communities. One is above, one is below. And um, the, the Merlantis was the support, the spiritual support for the Atlanteans who came into third dimensional bodies with fifth dimensional consciousness in order to help and assist them with all things being human. So the Mer have always played a very important role in, uh, in Lemuria and in Atlantis. Um, we were really known as the wisdom keepers. We were known as and are still known as we hold the divine template for the water grids, for the sacred feminine. Okay. So the sacred feminine being birthed onto this planet is being mostly birthed through water. Our bodies are 70% water. Our planet is 70% water. Water is feminine. Water is emotions. Water comes in three forms, um, you know, solid, steam, and liquid. Okay, and water, the dolphins and the whales sing to hold the water grids together on the planet. The mermaids do so energetically and, and also through our voices. So us coming up, so many of us being rebirthed in this incarnation on this timeline are bringing out of the water. We're bringing that sacred feminine, that divine feminine energy, and we're anchoring it onto the planet through water because this is a water planet. So anybody who's listening to this out there, if you kind of feel like maybe you're a mermaid in some other realm, if you resonate with that, it's really important that you give you that gift to yourself of saying, yes, it's true. And uh, even if you don't decide not to tell another other person on this planet, in your heart, you really need to know that it is truth, that you are remembering truth and you are a part of this ascension. You are part of this great gift to the humanity of, of, of your soul being willing to be human in this incarnation and bring forward those grits. Oh my gosh, isn't that beautiful? I love what you just shared there, and I, I, I would love to have a meditation for everyone. We can do this in a little bit where we can tap in and we can feel what that truth is for each of us. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the things I really specialize in is when I take people into other lifetime experiences, they really want to go to the realm of their soul. Many people want to go visit Atlantis or Lemuria or the Merworld, but some, you know, they want to go to their planet of origin. They want to go visit their star family. They, you know, want to go visit um, uh, inner earth <laughs> or wherever in the cosmos they feel a resonance with. And so, and, and it is important to our soul to like have that homecoming and to feel that we are a part of an extended something greater than then just kind of one line of time on this 3D aspect, you know, in this meat suit walking around that our multi, our, our other aspects, our multidimensional selves are alive and well, and they want to talk to us. <laughs> they do want to talk to us. Oh my goodness. All right. I love how the water is the, the key here. We're, we're birthing it through the water. Yes. And so when we talk about New Earth and, and our mission here, all no matter who we are, whether we remember a mer self or not, our mission here for anybody watching this or listening to this absolutely has this mission to bring forward New Earth, right? Yes. It is what we are here for. And I love the water because 
this, see the image behind me? That mm -hmm. is what I hold. That is Kauai, where you are. And that is the vision that I have of the water all around the earth, that it can be restored to yes. that cleanliness. Talk a little bit about the importance of holding our vision of new earth and really bringing it forward. So holding the vision of new earth means that we must implicitly trust that there is a divine plan. No matter how awkward or um, what's the word, no matter what outside appearances appear in this moment, it's very important that we remember there is nothing outside of the mind of God. God is everywhere. And that we trust that there is a divine plan in motion. And I refer to it as the creative destruction. Everything in life, God in life, everything in nature has a cycle. Create, destroy, recreate. Before you can have creation or recreation, Something has to be let go. Okay, we are in the phase of what looks like a destruction, but it's creative destruction. It's destruction so that we can bring forth a new paradigm, not built on top of an old one, but something completely different and new that this planet, for sure, and maybe all of the cosmos have never experienced before. We are actually reversing a, the spiral of time that happened to Atlantis. Mm. And Atlantis was not a failure. Many people go forward and we've been taught the belief that it was a failure. It's not true. Atlantis was a great experiment. We all came knowing that we are explorers. We are adventurers. We like to create. We are creators, right? And we chose to be part of an experiment. And if you're going to have an experiment, you have to add a variable. So we were these fifth dimensional Atlantean beings who chose to come down in the third dimensional body and see if we could retain our fifth dimensional consciousness. And I say we because we all have aspects who lived in Atlantis, who are alive and well there now because, you know, there is, there is no time. So your other, your other aspects that are you, decided to come and see if they could retain their fifth dimensional consciousness in, the, in a third dimensional body. It was a great experiment. It was very exciting for all of us. In order to have an experiment, you must add a variable. And the variable that we all collectively agreed on was be there would be something called the darkness that we would allow in, that sh would show up as ego, that would show up as uh, testing our five senses, we were five sensory beings for the very first time and seeing how we would choose to create through our five senses while keeping that sixth century, that sensory, that connection to spirit. And so the darkness coming into Atlantis, what we would call the darkness, was part of the divine plan to test us out, to see what we would do. And as time went on and uh, ego, negativity, technology, hijacks, all these things were inserted into the program of Atlantis, ultimately what happened is that uh, the, the path of the dark side, I guess we'll talk, call it, um, came in and usurped enough of, of, of the light beings and usurped enough of the ego that Atlantis had to collapse. 
because it, the end of the cycle and the end of the experiment was there. So Atlantis falling was not a mistake. It was not, um, it was not a bad thing. It was not a negative thing and it was not a failure. Atlantis was actually a great success. We forgot when Atlantis fell that we were in an experiment because we were human and humans get attached to things. We get attached to people, places, belongings. We get attached to our emotions. We were so fully human that we forgot we are participating in an experiment and that we are eternal beings. There is no death. The, the deaths or the feelings of death that we experience in those lifetimes, in that lifetime that felt so devastating was just our soul transitioning and terminating the experiment. That's not to say there wasn't a lot of pain and sorrow because there was. A lot of us carry for that pain and that sorrow or that fear of water, you know, or that fear of, of, of catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, lots of people that I work with who have these kind of traumas and fears that are really unexplained around earth changes. And, you know, we're revisiting all of that now. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to the different phases of Atlantis that fell. So what I like to remind people, and, and, and I just worked with a woman yesterday who remembered being a priestess in Atlantis, and she felt responsible or partially responsible for the failure or the destruction of Atlantis. And I held her hand in the regression. I said, honey, we were in an experiment. You did your job. You did it brilliantly. We all took part in this experience that just experience that had ended up this one way. And guess what? You are back to reverse the spiral. On this spiral, we're doing the opposite. We came in as third dimensional beings in a third dimensional body, and we're going back to the other direction to fifth dimensional consciousness in the third dimensional body. So we are actually rewriting the spiral of time. We are recreating our own past, present, and future all of us collectively together. It's another experiment, okay? It's a game, albeit a very serious one and a very important game <laughs> and experience, but it's very important to look at it as, you know, it's very easy to look at all, all the horrible things that are happening in humanity and happening on this planet. The earth will always, always go on. Planet Earth will always renew herself. She will always be here. Humans, maybe, maybe not. But this planet will always go through the creative destruction and recreate herself. We as a collective will decide how we want to go along with that creation. <laughs> yes, I know many of us here are here because we want to assist Gaia in that reversal. Yes. Right? In that reversal of... Uh, the destruction, the downward spiral, or the the job that one experiment, right. you have helped clean and clear that feeling in many of us of this responsibility for the downfall or the destruction of not only Atlantis but many of us remember that from Lemuria as well. Yes, yeah. right. So I right. love that it wasn't our fault because there really is a deep guilt there. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it's a guilt that is in the collective. Even if you don't have never even heard of Atlantis and Lemuria, right? There is a guilt through you know uh, through a, a lot through religious teachings, which teaches a lot about guilt and shame. 
and through, you know, the patriarchal paradigm that we have all experienced for, for a very long time. Um, and we are clearing collectively, I believe, the guilt and shame around all of that and embracing the idea that masculine and fem feminine are really meant to work in tandem internally and externally. And as much as goddess is rising, is risen, and the sacred feminine grids are anchored, it's not about suppressing patriarchy. It's about learning symbiosis. It's about learning interdependence instead of codependence or independence. It's about unionization and harmonizing our internal selves with the external world. And that includes relationships of, of all kinds. And the greatest gift we can give ourselves and give all our experiences and all the players in our own individual story is that grace and forgiveness that we all came in here to participate in something epic. And there is no villain. There is no victim. Some of the bravest lifetimes I can take people into are perpetrator lifetimes where they were the bad guy. I've had mine. I did genetic experiments in Atlantis. Fully remembered doing these experiments on these very innocent beings, morphing them together with my mind to see what would happen. And when I remembered that, I was devastated. Mm -hmm. I could not believe that some aspect of me that I would agree to something so, so heinous. And um, I bawled and I asked for forgiveness from the universe. And I was told part of my retribution for that aspect of me was to be here in this reality and help co-create heaven on earth in this reality. We are all here co-creating and really uh, healing those other aspects of ourselves in this incarnation. Through all, whether you're aware of it or not, we've been it all. We've done it all. Black, white, gay, single, straight. Uh, bad guy, good guy, all of it. We are, we are all of it. And when we embrace the idea that the, we really are one, we really are everything. It allows, first of all, for us to give grace to ourselves for anything we think we might have done in this lifetime or any other. And then we can give grace to others. And where there is grace, there is room for expansion and there is healing. Healing is eminent through grace. So if you can't forgive yourself or somebody else, look to grace and ask for God's love to extend to you grace in your heart and just create room for expansion. Create room okay. for what might be possible. Yes, healing in the sense that we are simply remembering all these aspects of ourselves and moving out of the layers of grief and despair and judgment and guilt and shame. So beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, then let me ask you a couple things more about mermaids. Do you know the origin of the planets where mermaids come from, or is it from all over the cosmos? I come from Mintaka, which is in Orion's belt. It's the blue water planet. That is where most or many mer beings originated, but not all. Um, when water came to the planet, water came from outer space, by the way. Yes. 
And when water fell to the planet, when Prime Creator sent water to the planet, the mer-beings, the dolphins, the whales all came with it. We came with the water. So we know that at one time, the entire earth was covered in, in, in water. We know this because there are seashells in the deserts. At one time, at the inception of this planet, it was all water. The mer have always been here. We were here from the beginning of time, and we are still here. We have been here through every phase, every incarnation, every era of this planet's history. Mer beings are very, very ancient. We have seen and experienced all experiences. The vibration of the water, because water carries memory, okay? All water on the planet is the same water that's always been here. Mm -hmm. Water is, it evaporates by the sun, goes into the clouds, comes down as rain, and recycles itself. So all water is one water. And all water holds memories of every experience and every being on this planet because it's the same water. So think about that. Think about how amazing that is. Yes, it's the same water and the ocean. There is one ocean. One it's ocean. One ocean. It's all connected. And my goodness, consciousness will shift that we stop polluting it and dumping it, using it as a trash can. Yeah. That will be that will shift. It is and, our current, an undercurrent. And, yes, and, and so the offering that I have on your program, it's a good segue into that. Um, I, I, I am going to do a course where I will connect my students, connect my people directly to their own unique water healing codes. We all have them. We all have our own unique water healing codes. And we know that when we meditate on water, send good thoughts to water, we change water. Dr. Moto taught us that. There have been many, many experiments that have said that our consciousness and our intention can change water. So in this class, I'm actually going to have people channel their own unique water healing symbol. So you can put that on your own water vessels if you want to. You can draw that and put it and meditate on it and send it to water and we'll do a mass, we'll do a mass healing, consciousness healing of water. And then anybody who wants to heal the waters within their body, because we should always start with ourselves when it comes to healing, can use your own personal symbol to help beginning with yourself, the waters in your body, the water that you drink, the water that you bathe in. If you choose to go bigger and go to bodies of water, lakes, rivers, streams, oceans, and individuals or in groups, using your hands and your heart and the symbol to help us heal water thank you for that so much because that's really powerful and i know many are going to resonate with that absolutely we are on a mission to heal the water of our planet i love it okay yeah. all right let's talk a little bit more about um you know water is multi-dimensional and masaro emoto actually summed it up in one sentence water is god yes right and so 
all life comes from the sea. There yes. is a little song, maybe it's a mermaid song, I can't recall it, but it ends with all life comes from the sea. Yes. And you're a scuba diver, Amira. When you, uh, have you gone on a night dive? No. Okay. It's just amazing. I just want to share this really mm -hmm. quick. You turn a light on in a night dive. It's like you turn a light on outside with mobs and they flock. Right. These little, these little tiny minuscule beings flock to your water lamp in the water. And it's just amazing. And so that reminds me of this, this great, and in all the realms, whether it's, um, in the water world or even here in our uh, airy world, there's a lot of uh, dimensions and beings here. Yes. 90% of our ocean is undiscovered. Yeah. We don't even know. We don't even know what's living there. No. And so that brings me to my next question. There have been videos mm -hmm. of, and so some of them are a little bit scary. Um, but some are like, there are videos of mer people. Yes. We do not look like, you know, in the human mind, the humans have put this, these very, you know, beautiful, perfectly featured, robust, beautiful. Mm -hmm. you know, gorgeous, big breasted women of the sea, you know, as, as what mermaids look like. Um, uh, true mers, there are many variations of mer, um, but most of us, have a very different look than, than what you, than what, you know, what has been put out there as, as the icon. Uh, we look more fish-like than human. Um, some of us have no hair. Some variations have no hair and are bald, like some of the ones that have been on the shows. They're very, very deep ocean mer beings, very alien type of mer beings. Um, others, have uh you know the 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 myrrh that I am associated with we have kind of big fish eyes <laughs> and we have long hair but we really look more fish like than we do human we think we are beautiful just yeah. as <laughs> you know just as uh, the humanoid version that you see that 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 is beautiful and so you know some of them have fur some mer beings have fur uh the colder water mer beings some of them have very smooth, thick, snake-like skin. Some of them have scales. So there are many, very, as many variations of mer beings as there are, you know, humans and what humans look like on this planet. It's fascinating. Yes, it is. Okay. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder then. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's fascinating. And so... Um, Thank you for sharing this. And again, thank you for helping us connect into our mermaidness. So let's do a meditation right now. Okay. Where we can really go into a space to recall any aspect of that mer being or any being that needs to come forward. Okay. And so remembering that you, um, uh, we're, we're multidimensional beings. We have, I don't know, maybe millions of aspects. I don't even know. Somewhere in all of our 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 multidimensional selves, there there is a mer being of some sort. You may or may not look like a mermaid or a merman. You may look like some kind of water being slash creature. So I just want to invite everybody. Don't limit yourself as to what you think or want your 
your water self to look like. Really be open to what is given and present, presented to you. Be open to what you can learn. Let go of any expectations, but just know that in somewhere in the totality of your soul, there is an existence of you as some kind, some kind of a water being, and just be open to that. Beautiful. Yes, we are open to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So I'll just invite everybody just to close, just close your eyes, just close your eyes. And take a couple of deep breaths and just really tune into the sound of my voice. And um, my, my higher aspect is Yamaya, who is the ocean mother goddess. And so I am going to um, tap into and just go into alignment with the water wave, the blue water wave of Yamaya and my blue soul ray, which is a very deep Caribbean aqua blue. And I'm going to allow that to express and kind of extend itself um, towards everybody listening to this communication to help you open up to the idea of becoming water for just a little while. So you may in your third eye um, see some shades of blue, or you may feel kind of a watery essence forming around you as the aqua water wave encompasses you and holds you very sweetly and very softly in the embrace of Yamaya. And I'll ask you all just to listen to the sound of my voice and to drop down into your high heart, which is that space or energy center right between your heart and your throat chakra is the energy center known as the high heart. If you'll be willing just to go to that space, that space of receiving, The color of the high heart chakra is bright, brilliant, diamond, pearl, blue, aqua blue. And just breathe into that space of receiving. I'm going to take you on a little journey where you are now floating very weightlessly, very easily on your back on the ocean. And in this envisioning, the sun is shining just right down upon your face and your chest and your belly. And the water is cradling and caressing you just right on the back of your head and your back and your legs. You are feeling fully supported. You are feeling warm and safe and open and very pleasant in this beautiful ocean experience. And as you feel yourself floating very weightlessly, very wonderfully, without a care in the world. 
I would like you to feel or see a dolphin swimming towards you. And you might just feel a little bit of the dolphin just brushing past your leg or your arm as he or she swims very slowly and playfully around you, serving as your guide and your protector on this experience. And just feel the gentle lapping of the surface of the ocean as your dolphin swims up next to you and around you, awaiting for you to roll over into the water. And if you like, you may climb on the back of your beautiful dolphin, hold on to the dorsal fin, and go for a swim, go for a ride. Here you will have no fear of water. You will have no fear of depth. Here you know in this vision you will breathe easily underwater. You will see very clearly underwater. And if you like, you can allow your dolphin to take you deeper with gentle, graceful, swimming movements. You get to explore the sea. You are feeling very warm, very safe, very excited, easily seeing, easily breathing. As the dolphin takes you down just a little bit deeper into the beautiful blue depths of the ocean and just notice what you see. Just notice who and what is around you. And after a little bit of playing down in the ocean, you feel brave enough to slide off your dolphin's back and swim next to him or her in the ocean where you see beautiful dolphin eye staring back at you. And in the gaze with this magnificent creature, the gaze of the dolphin, you catch a reflection of yourself. You catch a reflection of a new familiar or unfamiliar shape of your body. You notice first your face. What does your face look like? What does your head look like? Notice if you have hair. Notice your eyes looking back into the gaze of your dolphin. What do your eyes look like? Notice your body and your form. Notice if you have hands or fins or something else. Notice where your legs might be. Are there still legs or is there a tail? 
Notice the color of your skin. Notice the texture of your skin. Notice how it feels to embody your water or myrrh self in full form. If you are startled or surprised a little bit about what you see or what you notice, that's okay. It's fun. And I'm going to give you about a minute to just allow your envisioning, allow this form, this new presence of self to speak to you. What messages do you hear? When you feel ready, you can return to the back and the dorsal fin of your own personal dolphin. And he or she will escort you back up to the surface of the water. and help you back onto shore. You have now fully returned to your human self, your form in this present day physical life with a newfound understanding of who you are in relationship to the water beings. Enjoy. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> I would love to hear comments from the visions that people experience. Yeah, me too, because boy, I got a totally different vision of myself than I've ever seen before. Really? Yeah, I found a new aspect. Mine was kind of surprising. Um, I did look like a fish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did look like a fish. And it's, you know, like to the human, it's not so becoming. But I felt <laughs> so beautiful. I did yeah. feel beautiful. Yes. Okay. I've got some questions, but I'm going to save them for after okay. you share what you saw of yourself. I, I uh, was this blue... So I had kind of a fish head, but like a spike, bald uh -huh. with like a spike and very kind of spiny or scaly appearance. Okay. Humanoid form, humanoid form, but this really kind of funny alien looking face mm -hmm. and um, thick, thick, almost like reptilian type of skin, webbed uh, feet and so, and blue. And this, this, I was like, wow. <laughs> you saw yourself with feet. 
Yeah, I saw myself with flipper feet, like flipper feet and legs. Yes, um, arms were flipper arms, shorter. My Mm -hmm. interesting. Nice. Very interesting. And I loved swimming with the dolphin there. We went very deep. Okay, very cool. All right. So I'm going to just check in. We've got some questions we'll get to. Um, No comments yet, but if anyone wants to share what they saw, this I'd love to know. Beautiful time. Okay, we'll we'll have to wait a minute for things to catch up and people to get those comments written. Uh, let's see. Okay, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Randy is feeling better. We're giving Randy lots of love, and Randy says, "Now this is environment where I can use the word flit." An <laughs> orb visited me in the Adirondacks and first flitted over to me, I was conscious of all four Claire's at the same time. Okay. Well, Randy, you remember yourself from the orb world, obviously. Um, And as we wait for more comments to come in, I would like to kind of tie some things together. We've got the ufology crowd, the UFO crowd, and Cosmic Disclosure in that show, and um, some of the people coming out and actually saying what the spiritual people have been tuning into for a while. And I think um, the word aquafarians come up. Aquafarians. Isn't that that interesting? Water beings. And Uh then we had a major motion picture. What was that movie with the water being? Well, Aquaman. And then there's Aquaman. I I have been saying for years, Atlantis is rising. Get ready, Atlantis. We are raising Atlantis. And here comes Aquaman. And that's the tagline. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> so again, yes. we have Hollywood supporting this vision and this, like, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. It really is in the collective that we are rebirthing Atlantis. It is. Not only Atlantis, but Lemuria as well. Mm-hmm. And you described it perfectly when it's the reverse of that downward right. evolution, the descent into the darkness. Right. And I know that that pain with Lemuria, we did take that on saying, yes, we can handle the darkness. Our great love will influence the laggards. And we let them in. And well, Well, you know what? And there was a war in one incarnation of Atlantis and Lemuria. There was a war. Yeah. And the, you know, the the right brain scientific Atlanteans thought themselves superior. And attacked the feminine. Yes, and I believe, you know, Atlantis held the masculine, Lemuria held, still holds the feminine, and I believe that war and that division between those communities that were supposed to be in tandem created the split of the masculine and feminine, and in, in, it reverberated out to us. So as we, as we heal the masculine and feminine of that era, those the the reunion of those lands that's part of how the microcosm and the macrocosm of that event and the microcosm of us is becoming healed in masculine and feminine yes yes within ourselves wow okay and um there's a question here that comes up about um the right brain and the left brain mm-hmm. As a mermaid or as a mer person or a dolphin, the brain is united, is it not? Yes, yes. So then there's not even a right brain, left brain idea. It's just union. Union. 
And so would it be safe to say that this Atlantis-Lemurian war is where our biology changed and yes. we had a right brain and a left brain? I believe the ripple effect from that macrocosmic event created everything in the microcosm, and we are part of that. So, yes. Um, the Atlanteans and Lemurians at one time were fully integrated left brain, right brain beings. Okay. All right. And this is our journey as we reverse it all. So it's fun, you know, and that brings such hope. Again, I just want to point this towards the hope that is right around the yes. corner. Never lose hope, lose hope, never lose sight of the new earth vision as we reverse this evolution. So right. it's good. I love it. It's promising. And I love it because there's new beings arriving on the planet that get it. Uh, the millennials get it. If they're aware and awake, they really mm -hmm. get it on a deeper level. And then these new kids are totally wired. You can just watch them and see. So it is beautiful. And I guess we can support them as best we can. You know, and we're supporting them, number one, because we were brave enough to come here as early indigos and pave the way. You yes. know, they are here. They are here because of people like you and me. And those of us who came here awakened when nobody else was <laughs> and served at a time where it wasn't, you know, that wasn't the cool thing to do. And these children get to come here. So, you know, we can thank the children for coming. Absolutely. But all of us who have spent years and decades, like laying the foundations and like really fighting the good fight. I think we need to give ourselves a round of applause too. Uh Yay. Good, everyone. Thank you. It is beautiful. Yes, a round of applause. It's not easy to own this, but when we look back and we see, you know, that we just love being in water, like we just get in there and it's like, I'm home. That's something to pay attention to. And even if we don't like the water, that too is something to pay attention to. Right. This is part of the journey in our remembrance of all that we are, all forms of consciousness that we all, all aspects. It's pretty amazing. It's, 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 it's exquisite, actually. Exquisite's a nice word. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Well, let me um, just check a few things here. I wanted to, um, let's talk now. I want to ask you about the mer-beings and sacred geometry because one of the things that I, the message that I got in, in that meditation was that I could see us, all of us, swimming, breathing the air and blowing it out in the water yes. when we were circling in the water. And the message was we weave the grid lines with love and beauty. Yes. And again, we're doing it through the water. Yes, we are. We are weaving the geometries and the grid lines through the water. Yes, indeed. So sacred geometry is, is a very big part of my life. Um, I work very closely with Archangel Metatron and, and actually have a sacred geometry clothing company. And that has all come through me or back to me in this lifetime because of my association with the myrrh and the water creatures where as myrrh beings, you know, you hear about um, myrrh beings having, having these beautiful voices. You know, and the, and the dolphins and the whales doing their, their singing and their toning. Those are actually creating geometries in the water grids. 
So the message you got was about with us as mer-beings, all water creatures tone and chant into the water when we communicate. We're telepathic. And then we also do intentional toning and chanting. And we create geometries. We create healing of waters through, through that essence. So in this human form, even as human, you know, think about the power of the spoken word. Think about the power of chanting and toning and um, vibration, frequency, creating matter, crystal bowls and all those tools creating, you know, ohm being the primordial sound of the universe, the ohm that was the first sound uttered by God. When we speak, when we, and, and, and it is so important for our words and our, our speech, especially right now, I'm told, especially in 2019. The abracadabra, I create what I speak. The more we are speaking with intention and what we want, the quicker we are creating now. And the quicker we are giving healings to ourselves, speaking to our DNA, speaking to our cells, speaking to our energy field. Okay, the more we are doing that with intention and understanding that we literally do create what we speak, we are forming and creating matter very, very quickly. So when we, you know, sing and chant and do all these things to water or out into the universe, we're creating geometry with our words and our sounds. We're creating that. And we can also do that expressly to help support water and be that as above, so below effect for water healing, which doesn't mean we don't have to do the practical stuff for water, the practical stuff like buying reusable straws. Or uh, paper straws or supporting companies that make edible straws or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, helping technologies mm-hmm. that are, you know, one, one of the visions that I have through, through my entrepreneurship and through these companies that, that I'm forming, these little companies, is supporting people who, who can go out and clean the water. Literally clean the water. It's one thing to have the consciousness and to sit, but we need the practical solutions also. Yes. We need people who have money and technology and the will to actually go clean it up. And we need us to become more conscious of what we're putting in and how we're putting it in. And little efforts really do work. You know, little, little efforts like how, what you eat and drink and what you purchase and what you throw away. You know, I love Costco, but man, their packaging is just, it's crazy. So some of my favorite foods I've stopped buying because I can't recycle it. Yeah. And it has too much packaging. So that change in how we, wh- where we choose to spend our money and what we choose to purchase, all those things collectively will start to add up to, to create something different, you know, to create and help our water. Yes, I like to say as a joke, it's not so funny, but it's based off Seinfeld. It's like the ocean called, she wants biodegradable plastic. Yeah, and I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, so <laughs> that totally that totally works. Everything in life goes back to a Seinfeld comment. It's true, and so you know how we have to do the opposite? Like George Costanza, yes. he knew to do the opposite, and that's yeah. what we're here doing right, right. now. As yes. we reverse this, we do the opposite, right? And do it with joy. Do it with joy. Do it with love. Uh, uh, if we don't need to do it with anger and fear and resentment, yes. we we get to do this with um, love in our hearts and with joy for the co-creation and joy for the creative destruction, recreating. Recreating. We're creators. It's what we do. Yes. And so, thank you for 
keeping us on task during these times because it's so easy. Um, and, and I know many people watching this, all the people watching this can, can shift the energy when we hear other people in our life complain about what's out there. But that is even a greater call for all of us to be in our heart, to embody mm-hmm. our soul, to align with our soul, and create these new solutions like you were talking about, Amira. Right. Whether that is um, the different things, I mean, the different products that we buy. And, you know, when we think about it, even, I mean, even recyclable plastics, that's not the answer. Because yeah, it's not the answer. Mountains. And then so they take the plastics and they recycle them into so now they can make um, house siding or decking, yeah. recycled plastics, or even carpeting. But still, that's a lot of waste for single-use plastics. Yes. So I know that I know right around the corner when we envision it, when we each have ideas. That's why it's so important that we hold vision of New Earth. When we say, "Wow, wouldn't it be cool if there were biodegradable plastics?" Well, now there are, mm-hmm. and we're going to see that more and more. And companies will demand it more and more. And I love supporting kids in education that that go and invent the next scientific solution. So it is happening. And I just want to put that out there because there is hope. And it's more than just sitting and visualizing it. It really is taking some action as we can, where we can. So thank you for that. It's, It's going to be here, hopefully sooner than later. Right. <laughs> well, wonderful. Okay. Um, let's see. I think that is good. I wanted to check my comments one more time and see if there's anyone. Thank you again, Randy. Randy said the serenity that you brought us to share as we assimilated the meditation was really like being deep underwater. Thank you. That's the best compliment you can give me. <laughs> Um, Okay, and here's a comment from Carolyn in Vancouver. We need an environmentally friendly enzyme that dissolves plastic. Actually, I saw that on Facebook recently. Uh, Some girls in, some young girls in college actually came up with something like that. So it's good. We support that, right? We support businesses like that. Yes, there there are uh, plants that will create environmentally friendly and biodegradable plastics, ocean cleaning solutions. You know, the technology is there. It just takes, you know, first of all, it's going to take some people with some deep pockets who really care to kind of usurp or kind of go around the um, um, corporations and the condition norm that keep pumping out the plastics. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to take all of us saying no more, you know, and supporting what supports the earth without getting caught up. Like it's like this balance of uh, caring and being involved and being emotional, but not freaking out (laughs) and not um, letting the anger or the fear or the despair of it undermine or lower the vibration of, of, of what we're attempting to do. It's this really delicate, delicate balance. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for that. I want to share Lib. Lib shared a, a vision from that meditation. 
I saw myself as a dark blue and gray creature with fish-like skin. My face was like a motorcycle helmet. Flipper hands, two legs but flipper feet. I felt like a great athlete and I could see and hear conversations above water. I was also told I normally have wings and I'm usually an avian being most lifetimes. Wow. That's interesting because there's another comment that comes in too. Well, that was from Lib who earlier said, what about the avians? Mm -hmm. Well, this is all perfect too because I'm really attached to the birds as well. I have my own theory about birds being multidimensional. Right. I look outside my, um, when I just observe birds in a nest, they're only in the nest when the eggs are there. Where do they live when they go to bed at night? Well, there's a tree outside my window, and at the sunset, it gets really loud with all the birds. Uh-huh. And then in the morning when the sun comes up, the birds are not coming from out of that tree. They're coming from somewhere else. Huh. And you know when you do sacred ceremony? Uh-huh. Birds appear. Yes. Out of the sky. We call them in. So anyway, we can be, we remember our lives as birds and as Aqua people, mer people. <laughs> well, this has been beautiful and exquisite. And I would love for you to share some toning or some sounds as the mermaid that you are. Oh gosh, I'm not sure if I'm prepared to do that in this in in, in this instance, but I will tell you. Um uh, I have recently rediscovered my my voice. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, after I got settled on Kauai, I took up ukulele. Um. And <clears throat> I have never played a musical instrument in my life. And I decided that I would get a teacher and I would learn to play ukulele. And my teacher made me sing as I learned to play. He required that as I learned the songs that I also had to use my voice use my brain and use my hands and put all of that together. You know, we rewire the neural nets in my brain to learn all, to do all of this at once. Yeah. And it was very awkward, you know, when you learn to do something at, at, at first, it's very awkward and very strange. And I have rediscovered or maybe discovered in this lifetime, my love of singing through playing my ukulele. And I have played mostly for myself just I play at the beach or whatever and I actually gave my first live performance this last week I played a song in front of a group of people and it was also on Facebook live and you know we don't live in comfort zones anymore there's no comfort zone anymore we we get to put ourselves out into the world and grow and expand through through taking chances and trusting and being brave and so my my contribution to the singing and to the toning and to using my voice for expansion and for healing is coming slowly but surely through this this beautiful little musical instrument that I have fallen in love with, which, you know, music is geometry in another form. Yes, it is. It's math and geometry in a very, a very right brain form. And that's what I wanted to go along with the sacred geometry that that I teach. And so, although I don't know that I'll, I'll play a song for you, you in this moment, it's, you know, that for me, that was a really big thing. I could probably speak all day long, 
I can talk in front of groups and groups of people. I officiate weddings, you know, all of it. But you try, you go and you sing and you play an instrument in front of people. That's a really big deal. So telling you this. So if any of you out there are exploring yourself in another dimension, want to bring that dimension in, want to like be brave and step out and shine your light and do something you've never done before. It's so worth it. Like, what do you got to lose? Nothing. Just and, get out of that fear. Don't be embarrassed or don't yeah. care what other people think. When it comes from the heart space, it's pure and it's yeah. authentic. And it inspires people to do that as well. And you That's inspire other people. That's yes. the key. And so if we can remember that and get over it, it's beautiful. Well, we won't put you to task then to <laughs> sing for us or tone for us. I want to honor you for doing that because it's such a beautiful healing within yourself. And um, any uh, hesitation from other past lives that kind of kept you from that, that's a remembrance of you. And so what a delicate and beautiful journey for yourself there. And when you began singing and toning, because I know in myself, in, my, in the privacy of my own, mm -hmm. when I'm able to do that and get into the toning, um, there was a remembrance that I had, and it literally brought me to tears. Yes. Did yes. you do something like that? Absolutely. Um, I will sit and, and play my ukulele and sing, and, and, and I am in tears for how good it feels to express myself. We have all this inside of us, you know, and when there's something inside of us that is repressed or not being shared, you know, it, it, it builds up and it bottles up. And that's part of what makes people sick is we keep hold too much inside, no matter what that is. So when we go into that, that space where we know we have so much creativity and there's expression there waiting to be shared, to release that out into the world is incredible. It's like when people get ideas, you know, when we all get these ideas in our head, we're like, I have to create this, you know, I have to write this, writers do it, painters do it, artists do it, inventors do it, singers and musicians do it. There's something waiting inside of us that longs to be birthed in some way and to let that out, to let that become its own um, essence and being, whether or not you ever show it to another person, it doesn't matter. Just allow it to be. Allow it to come into form. <laughs> allow it to come into form, right? It reminds me of that saying, dance like no one's looking. Yeah. Right? And sing like no one's listening. So perfect. Okay. Well, as we wrap up today, I want to point back to your special offer and the beautiful water codes that you are going to awaken with all who have the resonance in their heart to join you for this. So share a little bit more about what is involved with that. Um, okay. Because whether they buy it with your live session, you're going to do these again. So if they miss this date, they can get it again. And they always get the recording as well. Well, I'm going to do two. I'll do two sessions. One is on a Sunday and one is on a Tuesday. Um, some people can do weekdays. Some people can do weekends. And they will both be recorded. So whether you can attend live or not, if you want to attend live with me, that's fantastic. 
but register even if you are not available for the two dates because you will get the recording and you'll be able to just watch. It'll be about a two hours or so that we'll, be, we'll get together and you'll get to the recording that you, you can watch in your own time. And then if you want to reach out to me for any reason, questions, comments, feedback, you know, you'll, you'll have my email. Uh, I mean, I'm on Facebook. I'm all, all, all of that. And, and please feel free to reach out to me and, and discuss. Um, anything that happened for you during class. So we, I will lead you through some meditations that will allow you to open up and channel your own personal water healing codes and, and write that down, like your own personal sigil. Uh, you know what a sigil is? Yes. It's a symbol. It's a symbol that means something. That sigil, this water code, will mean something expressly to you. It will be given to you from your cells, your DNA, your subconscious, from spirit as your personal water healing codes. And I'll teach you how to use that to heal yourself and to heal water in all kinds of different forms. Um, we'll, I will also be opening up blue soul rays. So your blue soul ray is different than your aura ray. It's not the, the, the color you carry in your aura. It's the ray that comes from the divine that is associated with water. And there's five different blue soul rays that those of us who resonate with water carry. And so I will open you up to what your primary and your secondary blue soul rays are so that you can channel that in as you're doing your water healing meditations uh, as you're doing your meditations as general and as you're using your codes out into the world. And then along with that, I will connect you because I am, uh, you know, Yemaya is my oversoul, um, connect you to her essence, to the great ocean mother goddess essence, to the mer beings, to all the sea creatures. Um, there'll be some great meditations and visualizations and things like that and probably a couple of other surprises along the way in the class too. Um, I work very organically. Um, I will have a plan in place, of course, a bit of a structure. Uh, but I really like to leave my courses open to spontaneity and to what happens in the moment. Both courses will have, of course, different people with different whatever going on. And so um, uh, there will be an allowance during the course for people to share with me or to bring me what they feel that they need to heal the most through water or what you want to know about Atlantis. What do you want to know about Atlantis? What do you want to know about the mer people? What do you want to know about, you know, the evolution of the planet or the, the falling of water from the cosmos onto the planet? So all these things will, you know, happen and come forward during that time period. Awesome. Thank you, Amira. We have a slide up on our screen and Amira Beth's a uh, special offer is right there. It is at AcousticHealth.com slash special offers slash Amira. And we uh, thank you so much for that beautiful support tool that you have for everyone. It's very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> well, as we say goodbye, I want to give you a warm mermaid hug and just thank you for this time today and the experience and the remembrance of this beauty that we are. We mm. are um, this experience and this beauty and you just helped us with that so much. Thank you. Um, hello, Lauren, for allowing me to express myself. Yes, thank you. Now we'll make you sing. <laughs> yes.
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amira Beth, for this quantum conversation. You know what? I'll sing on your next show, I promise. I'll play hey, you got a deal. Maybe I'll sing with you. Okay, uh -oh. okay. I would love that. We'll do a duet. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and be sure to check out Amira Beth's special offer. Until then, we'll see you again. Thanks, Amira. Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo. <laughs> Beautiful. And now we dance our way to the cosmic heart. Ah. Quantum Conversation, and thank you for dancing with us to the Cosmic Heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all Quantum Conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe, music literally created by the universe as musical notes 
were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.